Welcome back to Let's Get To It. Um, my name is Gil Swinski. I'm joined by Josh Heider, and we are really excited to give you another episode. It's been like two weeks, um, so nope, well, a lot longer than that. Once again, we always say that we're going to get it out every week, <laughs> and then here we are two weeks later. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry about that, but just maybe just bank on every two weeks, and maybe yeah. you'll be surprised. Yeah, you'll be surprised weeks. if it's less than that. Yeah, um, so we are happy, um, as we mentioned before, we're going to do some standalone episodes. We're not going to get into a series just yet. So today, we were hoping to get some people on for our podcast, but sadly that didn't actually end up working. Lorna Lady. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are coming at a hot topic question. Why is Christianity the right religion? Why is Christianity the true religion? There are so many religions out there. What makes Christianity stand apart and why mm-hmm. does its truth why is its truth the truth? Yeah. yeah. And I guess before I start, I just want to address, maybe you can't tell, maybe you can, but my voice <laughs> is depleted, and it's because I went to a sporting event last night, and I got a little crazy and screamed a lot, and I, my, I lose my voice really easily, so I apologize if that's making a difference, but hopefully you guys can't tell. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. Um, so we just want to talk about other religions first. We want to yeah. talk about, like... I mean, there's Buddhism, Judaism, um, Hinduism, uh, there's Islam, and like all these major religions. And I think a lot of people can ask the question, okay, there's these Christians that are very passionate about their religion. And and for the other religions too, there's these passionate followers, and they all believe that their way is the right way. So why are we coming out with such confidence? And maybe you could tell... Um, through our first three episodes of how much confidence we had when we were telling you guys this yeah. first four episodes sorry yeah um, first series the first series yeah <laughs> I yeah we're, we're good to go with that first series so give it a listen if you haven't yeah please. um but yeah with such confidence so we wanted to get into that and why we are so confident mm-hmm. and i guess the first part that we want to talk about is works versus faith yeah Gail, like you want to elaborate yeah so there's so many religions out there, thousands of religions. People can just make a religion. Anything you can kind of label as religion if you, whatever, you could make your own religion if you really wanted to. But yeah. the big thing that separates Christianity apart from all those other religions is this works versus faith concept. So most religions involve a type of work, a type of thing you have to do to get to this specific goal like Hinduism or Islam there's a bun- bunch of things you have to do in order to maybe get to heaven or reach this new phase of life or something like that where there isn't any faith involved it's all your own doing and what you can do to get to a certain point right and some of these popular religions I wouldn't even call them religions like Buddhism for instance I wouldn't call that a religion I would call that a way of living yeah there is no God necessarily associated with Buddhism. There was this man, this wise individual that created all these teachings about how to live your life and how to achieve the most satisfaction with your life. Yeah. And that that's not a faith thing. That's a work thing. What can I do to achieve satisfaction in this mm-hmm. life? What can I do to suck the most I can out of my time yeah. on earth? And that's completely different. Christianity flips it upside down, yeah. flips that concept completely upside down where it's not what can I do but it's what can Jesus do through me yeah and um a big question like why why is your religion true like what we've just been talking about um 
the what, what I always say to people who ask me that specific question, just wherever I am, is that if the religion doesn't has doesn't have Jesus dying on the cross and resurrecting from the dead, then it's not true. Right. And that's what you need. That's what Christianity has, and that's why Christianity is true. And as and we'll get more into why we can back up that and how we can prove that Jesus did die and resurrect, and how we knew we know he was a man on this earth. And he was the son of God. He was equal to God. Right. Yeah. And it's one thing to keep in mind where this is not the concrete evidence where, oh my gosh, this is on social media. We're 100%. <laughs> like we, we have social media yeah. um, confidence that what had happened 2,000 years ago happened. There is faith involved. There has That's to be faith. why yeah. we're talking about faith. There, it, there is not 100% certain that all this yeah. came to be. However, However, that's how God designed this mm-hmm. to happen. There is faith. You need to find out faith in Jesus. We cannot yeah. convince, you cannot convince your way into heaven. Yeah. I believe there's a famous quote by C.S. Lewis. And if you don't know who C.S. Lewis is, he wrote the Chronicles of Narnia, which is a very popular <laughs> series. And he actually, he was a Christian. And, yeah. and if you look at it from a Christian perspective, the Chronicles of Narnia have a lot of... Um, Christian uh, traits and and yeah. messages in it. For instance, Aslan is uh, described as the character of Christ. If you look yeah. at Aslan and him dying and then resurrecting, like that's mm-hmm. that's Christ. Um, but yeah, anyway, C.S. Lewis has said that you cannot convince someone into yeah. heaven, and he has wrote many convincing books about yeah. his confidence in Christ. And you cannot convince yourself to that. Yeah, you have to have your own personal relationship with Jesus, and you have to choose for yourself that you want to follow Jesus, and you want to take, um, you want to give your burden over to Him to be a sacrifice for you. Correct. So I think that goes right into our verse, which we've said a lot. If you have listened to other episodes, John fourteen six, Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." Right. So that's another. Um, thing we can look to. So why is Christianity the right religion? Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come through the Father except through him. He is the only way that we can get to heaven. He is the only way, the only means we can have faith and believe in, and ultimately, since he died for us, that he is the perfect sacrifice for mm-hmm. all of our sins. Yeah, Gil, I liked how you said that earlier, where if it, if it don't got Jesus, <laughs> I ain't having none of it. Yeah. Because... Jesus is the only way. Um, I think some religions can say, well, can't you go to heaven and serve? No, it's through Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's through the blood of Jesus dying on the cross. We'll get yeah. to that later. And we have gotten to that in previous episodes. Yeah. But it's through the blood of Jesus dying, mm-hmm. living a perfect life, and being that sacrifice mm-hmm. for us. That's how we are seen as righteous mm-hmm. in front of God on Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. And I think another way um, we can look to the Bible, um, there's a really good resource out there, Why Trust the Bible. Mm-hmm. So if you want to um, learn from someone else and have the confidence that um, what what we're reading and what hopefully you read is true, it's by Greg Gilbert. Go check it out. It's a really good resource. Yeah. 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 So with that being said, uh, we want to jump into some potential um counter arguments at least one yeah concerns we want to talk about one in particular how some people point out in the gospels which is matthew mark luke and john the first four bibles of the new testament how there's differing details in the stories um of 
these people that detailed the the life of Jesus. Yeah. So, for instance, in some stories, there's more details, and there's some things that are included in in certain um, perspectives yeah. that that aren't in the other perspectives. Yeah. And a lot of people use that to say, "Hey, that's inaccurate. They should all be the same because they were all there and they would all seen the same thing." <laughs> but that's not true because if you think about it in a today's world application let's say there's a crime scene and there's three witnesses those three witnesses are coming from three different perspectives so if they're truly coming from three different perspectives one perspective is going to notice something that the other perspective isn't going to notice Mm -hmm. so i would be concerned if all three of the perspectives were the same exact thing you're like wait a minute well that means they're probably not three same perspectives This is one thing that Greg Gilbert gets in his book. Um, again, highly recommend it. Check it out. It addresses a lot of counter arguments that some people can put forward about the Bible. And I finished the book walking away with more confidence than I had before about why I trust the Bible. Um, another thing we wanted to get into was martyrdom. And what that is specifically is the people... Uh, well, this was the start of it. Martyrdom is people dying in the name of Jesus, that people who have been killed because they are Christians. But it started with these people that lived with Jesus, and they were killed by people that were persecuting them, whether that be the Romans or, or the Jews or whoever that may be. There was people that killed Christians because of their beliefs and because they believed that Jesus was God. And, for instance, the first martyr, uh, Stephen, was preaching the gospel, preaching the good news of Jesus, and the Jews did not like it, and they stoned him according to, uh, for blasphemy under the Abrahamic laws that were in the Old Testament because they didn't believe in the new covenant of Jesus. They didn't believe that Jesus was God, so they killed Stephen. He was the first one. So the thing to take away from this, I think, is that there are people that are willing to lay down their lives because they know that Jesus is God. They saw Jesus die on the cross. They saw Jesus resurrected. They saw his hands. They saw his feet. They saw his wounds. And they had the confidence to know that Jesus truly was God. And I think that brings us into a verse that we want to share with you, which is yeah. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 9. And I'll let yeah, you let, say yeah, that, Gil. read that. Um, it says, For I delivered to you as of first importance, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to, the one, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. Yeah, so this is written by... Apostle Paul, which is, this is obviously in 1 Corinthians, as I said before. So Apostle Paul never met Jesus in the flesh. However, he was, so I I don't know if we went over the story of Paul beforehand, but he was a Jew that was persecuting Christians for believing in Jesus. And he was on his way to Damascus to persecute more Jews, persecute and kill more, sorry, persecute and kill more Christians. And Jesus from heaven shone as a bright light blinding Paul said, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? Mm -hmm. And that was a revelation to Paul and he completely changed 
himself and then became a Christian and then started preaching. Like three days later, he started preaching in the streets of Damascus and all the people were like, wait a second, wasn't this the person that was just persecuting all these Christians? What happened? And then he lived a life for Christ and ended up dying for that. Yeah. Dying in his fleshly body, however, going to heaven to be with Jesus, which is what matters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, I'm going to get a little bit into the gospel now because I think we've said a bunch of things and you probably have caught up up on a lot of it. But if this is your only episode, you haven't listened to any of the other things, we'd love to just share the gospel, which is the good news of Christ, which we've talked a lot about. We said bits and pieces, but I'll just put it together for you so it's more clear. Um, So... Um, I like to put it like we live in a broken world. There's sin. We all mess up. We've all lied, cheated, or stealed. We've all done these things, and these are unholy to God. And we need to be perfect if we want to be with him because he is mm-hmm. a perfect, righteous, just God. So in order for our sins, those things that we've done that are wrong, um, to be washed away, we needed a sacrifice. Right. So, and if, if I may just jump in. Yeah. The reason why we need a sacrifice is because in Romans it says, for the wages of sin is death. Yeah. I mean, if there is no sacrifice, if there is nothing placed on us mm-hmm. as a sacrifice, we are condemned to hell because of our yeah. sin. No matter if you've sinned one time or a hundred mm-hmm. times or a thousand times. Spoiler, you certainly haven't sinned once. I can tell you that much. You certainly haven't done less than a hundred times. <laughs> I'm talking thousands of times we have all no, sinned. Yeah. yeah, who knows? But we all need a savior. Yeah. Gil, continue. Yeah, so that's why... God sent his only son for God um, sent his only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish and um, will have everlasting life and that mm-hmm. that guy was Jesus yeah. we were just talking about so Jesus went up on on this cross and died for our sin for our sins he took all that punishment that we deserved upon his shoulders he was beaten he was mocked he was scorned and he was nailed to a cross for us because he wanted to take the punishment so we didn't have to take it. Mm-hmm. And he died, and the story doesn't end there because three days later he defeated death and he rose from the grave. And then, this verse, he appeared to more than 500 people. He appeared to his apostles, proving that he rose from the dead. So, if you're questioning evidence that Jesus, how, where's the evidence that he rose from the dead? He appeared to more than 500 people. Right. That's that's the evidence. Right, and then there. another potential counterclaim is then people would say, well, I don't trust in the Bible. Yeah. Because this is where we need to get at. When we hear something like this, where we hear something about the confidence of us trusting in Jesus, saying there was hundreds of people that saw Jesus, we need to trust the scriptures. Mm-hmm. In order to trust the scriptures, we need to have the confidence to know that Jesus truly is God, that yeah. we truly, that Jesus walked this earth and was God. And that's something that we cannot convince you. This is why we cannot convince mm-hmm. you into heaven. And this is something that is a faith thing. This is a belief thing where you need yeah. to find your confidence in faith without someone trying to convince you into heaven, if that makes any sense. And what Gil is going to get into next yeah. is about how the Old Testament, which is before Jesus, hundreds of years before, prophesies about Jesus. So keep in mind that the things that Gil is about to explain right now were prophes- prophecies that were yeah. hundreds of years before Jesus and 
Just take note of the specifics of the details of these prophets that are saying about the coming Messiah. So yeah, Gail, take it so away. these are yeah, just like about about these are mess- messianic prophecies about Jesus. Um, for example, at back in Micah five two, which is a book in the Old Testament, and hundreds of years before Matthew, then. Um, it says Messiah, the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem. And then, as we see in Matthew 2.12, Jesus was born in Beth- Bethlehem. Check. And then um, um, we see in Isaiah um, 35, 5, and 6 that the Messiah will perform miraculous healings. And then in all the Gospels, we see Jesus performing these miracles, doing these signs and wonders to all the people. Check. Specifically, if you need a, um, a verse, Luke 7, 21 and 22, you can go check that out. Um, as we see in Psalm twenty two sixteen, it says the Messiah will be crucified. Mm-hmm. And then as we see in all the Gospels as well, and, and John, if you want a specific, John nineteen seventeen, he was crucified on the cross. And um, in Psalm sixteen ten, it says the Messiah will be resurrected. And then we looked at Acts 2, 31 and 32, and we can see that Jesus, that God raised Jesus from the dead. Right. And there's there's so many more. Many this, more. Yeah. Many more that are very specific. So many more. Jesus fulfilled. And one chapter that I encourage you to read is Isaiah 53, which was written yeah. hundreds of years before Jesus. I'll read a couple of verses. Um, first, in Isaiah 53, 5, it says, for he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. Uh, skipping to verse 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Mm-hmm. And if you remember the story, if you don't know, I'll tell you the story of Jesus dying on the cross. People were mocking him, saying, if you truly are the Son of God, come off the cross and save yourself. Mm-hmm. And what did he do? He didn't do that because by the glory of God, he died so that he can rise again to conquer mm-hmm. sin, to conquer death, that those chains are now broken through him living a perfect life and being mm-hmm. the sacrifice so that now when we are on judgment day, when we are faced in front of God, God no longer looks at us as ourselves, but if we believe in Jesus, he looks at his son that was pierced for our iniquities that he lived a perfect life so that if we have faith in him, that we will be saved and live an eternity with Jesus. Yeah. So if you haven't chosen today to follow Jesus, we both really recommend it. <laughs> um, it's a smart move. It's a very smart move. Um, and we urge you to do it. Um, pray about it. Yeah. Talk to people about, about it. it. Talk to other people. Talk to Read us your about Bible. it. Reach us. Reach at, out to us on, on our Instagram. Instagram. Uh, with Gil and Josh at with Gil and Josh. G I L L and then and Josh. But yeah, so, it's it's the most important decision you will ever make in your mm-hmm. life. Absolutely. So pick up your cross today and follow Jesus, and uh, we will be praying for you guys. We hope this reach is some hearts. We hope. Um, our words, but ultimately God's words will hit you and you could choose a life following Christ and have faith in him. Yeah. So I think we tried to answer the question, why is Christianity the right religion? Yeah. Figure out yourself, have faith, believe yeah. only Jesus can work inside of you. We can't work inside of you, you by, work us, your way to heaven. by our words. We can't work our way to heaven. We can't work ourselves to believe for you. You need to believe for yourself. If you are doubting, read the Bible, pray, reach out. Yeah. That's what we can call you to do if you have questions, concerns, 
if you want to believe anything, reach out, pray, yeah. read your Bible. Um, we have such confidence that we are willing to die today for yeah. Christ if if we are presented in that situation. Absolutely. Because I feel like I I can speak for myself here. I feel like I've found fulfillment in, in, in my life and there is nothing that I feel like I need to check yeah. off before I die. Obviously, like, yeah, I'd like to do things before I die and I would like to continue living on this yeah. earth, but if that's not what God has for me, then that's not his will. And we know that his will is perfect and his will is just and his will is what we should desire. Mm -hmm. So you will find peace in your heart. And yeah. I can certainly speak for myself where I have found peace in my heart, trusting yeah. in Christ. And there is no uneasiness about this. And of course, yeah. like we all have our doubts and we have our seasons where we're growing in Christ. And, yeah. and we realize that when we have those questions that we will come out on the other side stronger in our faith. Mm -hmm. And the best part of all is that one day when we all do die, if we've put in our trust in Jesus, we will meet him. And yeah. We will see him and that... That's it's amazing. Just, just thinking about that, just both of us thinking about that right now, that just like touches our hearts, gives us so much joy because when that day comes, it'll be one of the best yeah. days yeah. ever. <laughs> so. Well, I hope you enjoyed our open discussion yeah. podcast. Um, look how I'm guessing that we're going to do another standalone episode, but we might jump into another series. We'll see. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening and God bless.